1: Hello, my kākou. Welcome to a new episode of "What School You Went." Start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're going to be talking story with the man with a chisel, or even—I'm not sure what what your tool is—but uh, who's responsible for getting shakasana tutu mele and close to fifty other sculptures ready for the holidays. I want to welcome sculptor uh, Alex Ching, special services section coordinator uh, from the city's parks, maintenance, and recreation services to PBS Hawaii. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes. No, good to have you here, Alex, and thank you for making time for us. I know it's a busy time. Uh, Before I go any further, like I ask every guest, what school you went?
0: Okay. I always preface that question with, I used to go to IAEA up into Intermediate, and um, my dad was working for Continental Airlines at the time, which went bankrupt back in the 1980s. So he wanted to stay with the company, and they said, well, if you want to stay, we're going to move you to the mainland. So I ended up going to high school in Houston, Texas. Oh, my gosh. Eisenhower High School. Real culture shock for me. Like I bet. I'm the only Chinese person there um, <laughs> except for my brother.
1: <laughs> so Eisenhower High School. Yes. Named after our president, yes, obviously. Yes, uh, yes. What was your mascot's name? You remember? Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah. All right. Kind of like HBA then. Yes. <laughs> so they're a city employee working— uh, Closely with the mayor, uh, went to HBA. Um, sing me a verse of your alma mater. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, the greatest. I mean, I had been living
0: in Hawaii all the way up into you know, uh, eighth grade, and it was such a culture shock. I just hated moving to the mainland. It was a nice place, I yes. made friends and everything, but I really, really loved living in Hawaii. I, I felt like you know, it's ripped out from uh you know my my roots and lost all my friends i mean I, I still keep touch with some of them but i feel like during that tender teenage years i really lost a lot and you know eventually make new friends you know i came back for uh and um graduated and just hopped right into the the
1: workforce but well wow, um, good for you man. you found your way back home then yes yes yeah continental the only way to fly <laughs> that was their That lo- wasn't that their slogan at one time oh maybe back back in the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe maybe Side I'm bar. showing my age, but yeah. Hey, uh thank you again Alex for being here. I, c- I can only imagine. I mean, we're already in November, uh that you and your dedicated team are uh, very busy getting ready for for the annual celebration at Honolulu Hale. When when does the work start for you or does it continue uh, 365? Well, actually I came
0: to this um this interview because nobody else has the knowledge Um, I started way back in the 1990s, and um, I grew up with this project with a bunch of people, and, you know, here I am 31 years later, and it's like I'm probably, you know, one of the dinosaurs in the department (laughs) that know how things happened way back then, how to do certain things, and now um, just the nature of my current job, it doesn't allow me the time to go in and help, so... Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. <laughs> wow, I,
1: I, You know what? You said you had 31 years uh, working yes. in the, in the uh, with, with the city. Brother, you look like you're 35 years old. Oh,
0: thank
1: you. You do. You really do. Yeah. So you must have started when you were a toddler. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just so fascinated by Shaka Santa and Tutu Mele and, and all of the other uh, incredible de- you know, decorations that go into it. And the amount of work I can only imagine uh-huh. just to... Maintain and, and, and upkeep, and I'm sure there's accidents along the way. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this goes back to the Frank Fossey days uh, when yes. it first, the concept first came out. Caracasa, we just lost Carol, uh, who's had a huge role in that for many years. I know, he's really years. close to Carol. Yeah. Um, what a great Wahine. She,
0: she, I really enjoyed working with her. Yeah. Um, when I came in, it was around 1991, and Shaka Santa was created in 1989. Right. So I had met her two years into this big program and she was really close with uh my former boss who hired me and um uh she got to know me really well. So when he had gotten promoted, um, you know, she was really hoping that I stepped into his shoes and I, I did. So yeah, it's a it's been a journey. I bet
1: it has. <laughs> uh Shaka eighty nine and then but uh, uh, as far as Tutu Mele, she didn't come along till uh, 19... I want to say
0: about nineteen ninety five. Okay, and my so former so... boss, Mike yeah. Smith, he was the one that created that. I didn't have a whole lot of involvement. I I did help um, when I I started off as a part timer under Mike Smith, um, who was assisting the original sculptor Kurt Nelson. He was Kurt Nelson was a contracted worker. Um, He did Santa Claus, um, the gnome display, the penguins, the snow family. And then um, Mike Smith learned a lot from him. And at some point, I don't know who made the decision, but um, Mike asked if he could, you know, take the lead on the sculpting instead of contracting it out. So he started to, you know, network. Owen Ho was the idea man all the time. So they'd get together and talk and discuss what new things that should be made. And I think maybe two, three years in from Mike starting to do the sculptures, he um, the idea of uh, Mrs. Claus was proposed, and he's, he did that. That was built out in a warehouse in Campbell Industrial Park.
1: <laughs> how, how, how big is Shaka Center and, and Tutu Millet? from foot to top of his
0: pinky 21 feet
1: two stories high yeah wow (laughs) and and i'd imagine i mean i want to get into the logistics of transporting them in a bit but i imagine Mm -hmm. the weight Mm -hmm. is because what are they made of they're made of
0: styrofoam oh okay um sculpted with saws and hand shaping tools and stuff um it's a Decorative construction technique where you coat the styrofoam with a mixture of cement and uh, an adhesive, and it's reinforced with a fiberglass mesh. So it's a real skim coat over the sculpted styrofoam, maybe about a quarter inch thick at least.
1: Oh, so it's, there is some weight then? With the oh, comfort. yeah. yeah. I,
0: I think the crane operator weighed it um, one time. I don't know how accurate it is, but it's... At least 2,500 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and might be more with the, you know, years of paint and repairs and stuff like that. So let's say 2,500 to,
1: I don't know, 3,000 maybe. (laughs) Wow. For both or individual? Individual. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I know that Tutu Mele, I mean, the, the, the facelifts, if you will, or trans, transformation of clothes and such has happened mm. through the years. Because mm-hmm. uh, Tutu Mele now has an actual muumuu mu'u on, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. initially, originally, she didn't have a muumuu. Mu'u. T- tell us about that concept, and and how does that how does that evolve? Keeping it fresh, new paint. I mean, all of those things are just to me fascinating.
0: Yeah, so. Originally, I don't know if you've seen the original pictures, but there were some transformations like originally Tutu Mele, um had her hand up waving to, you know, cars that would pass by. But uh, the way it was sculpted, her right arm was waving facing the street. So it was actually blocking her face from traffic going by. So... Lesson learned, And the next year, they cut her arm off, (laughs) dropped it down. And back then, she was wearing a traditional fur coat, uh, red fur coat with the white, I'm sorry, red coat, white fur. (laughs) And um, over the years, it stayed like that. And again, Owen Ho, the idea man, said, no, we got to make it local. We got to, you know, change it over to a a muumuu. And... That was actually the first big project that I had. Uh, Mike Smith, the original sculptor, had gotten promoted, and I was taking his temporary assignment. And he was still coordinating with them, and they said, "Oh yes, we we want to change this over." And I was like, "Mike, I'm just starting on your TA. I'm not. <laughs> I can't do this." And he was able to work something out where he still still did the sculpting, and. I came in to do the finished work and the paint. So um, there's a saying, don't design by committee, but that's actually what we do. We have all these discussions with, um, you know, Carol Costa, Owen Hole, this whole committee. Maybe the friends suggest something. They bring it over to us, the Department of Parks and Recreation, who've always had the lead role in the sculpting. And we say, yeah, sure, we can do that. And, you know, it's going to take... Time um, To answer your prior question that I didn't answer in usually when I start on this kind of stuff when I was in charge, our summer fun program is the biggest program for parks and recreation, and it ends normally like end of July, so I would normally start mid-August for Christmas, depending on what the project was, if they're not making any new sculptures. Later definitely way later but if it's a big sculpted project hey i gotta get in there i'll start tapering off from my regular recreation stuff and you know maybe go down once or twice a week get started order supplies you know make plans and it'll slowly ramp up by the time november hits it's like oh man i gotta be here like practically every day to get this big
1: project done what a what a great i mean you see the smiles on the faces of of the keiki and, and you know, it's just it's such a wonderful display. I mean, uh, to me, I'm honest, honestly, mm-hmm. and I've been to New York and everything, what we have at Honolulu Halle is, is just simply fabulous. Yeah, I totally it agree. Is. I mean,
0: I, I, was, I, I like to stay behind the scenes, so, you know, I go down, take my family and, you know, check it out, and I hear comments and see the smiles and stuff like that. It's really gratifying, even though it's a lot of hard work, like really hard work. It's a lot of coordination and hard work. But it's worth it in the end.
1: Speaking of coordination, I mean, I imagine, you know, 21 foot times 2, 2,500 pounds, it it takes an army. And I know it takes a convoy and a police escort even to get both of them to Honolulu Hale safely and Mm -hmm. in one piece. (laughs) (laughs) And and I know it's a secret location where you launch from or leave from, although I understand there's been some theft through the years. Um, So not so secret, but... Tell us about the logistics of just making that day happen. Oh, and the, and the stress level you probably I was feel. I'm just gonna say that's so stressful.
0: <laughs> I mean, when you do it for so many years, it's um, kind of like second nature. You you don't have to think so much about what to do because you've done it before. But now you start to think about okay, what can go wrong in this time and you know, how's, how's my timeline, and, you know, do I have the support I need? Um, we need, like, labor support. We need equipment, forklifts, um, boom trucks, bucket trucks. Um, we need tractor trailers. Um, they have uh, low boys. Usually, usually those are um, to haul, like, uh, heavy equipment, and we need those because it has a lower deck because they're so big we have to lie Santa and Mrs. Claus down on their backs so that we can clear traffic lights and power wires so we try to keep everything not not try we have to keep yes. everything under 14 feet you right. know on the bed otherwise um, we're gonna hit stuff and especially over at Fort Shafter and Gulick, right oh we
1: never take that route oh you don't okay good I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say because boy, we always go viaduct yeah you go to the viaduct yeah so you have you have you know your limitations your height yes limitations yes, we do. for sure <laughs> um but you know there's traffic there's people who are curious mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and along the way I'm sure there's travel mishaps what yeah. what is oh. maybe you can share a uh, a memory or or two not too graphic cuz you know just in case Kiki are listening but oh, I'm sure that's man. on your mind too cuz the last thing you want to do is see something bad happen and and a child see it right yeah uh, I'm I'm sorry. It's going to have to be graphic because this <laughs> okay, is the please most
0: please. this is the most memorable thing. Um, we're taking down one year, and um, everyone wants to get everything packed away and get back to their regular jobs. It's the new year. We're short staffed because everyone's on vacation, so we're trying to make one less um, large truck delivery. So we had Rudolph, and Rudolph. Oh gosh, I don't. Not sure the height on the antlers, but um, they decided to put Rudolph over the axles instead of on the low deck because there was space. And they did. And we're going down Nimitz. And apparently we exceeded 14 feet because the antlers hooked the traffic light oh my gosh. and took his head off at his collar. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and fell down. Um, landed on its neck facing the the support truck. The guy jammed on his brakes and couldn't stop in time and bopped them in the nose, his red nose. Oh, no. And there was a big guy that was in the support truck. He um, hopped out of his truck, grabbed Rudolph, and because it's made out of styrofoam with that thin coat of cement, he was able to just sling it over into his bed, and off we went again.
1: <laughs> so... It's, well, gosh, you can only imagine if social media was social media alive back then. Oh no, I, I that would be horrific. That was <laughs> that was prior to
0: 2007. Yeah, that would go and viral the event in of a iPhone hurry. and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh boy. So Rudolph the red nosed reindeer lost his nose. Oh, his whole head. His whole head. <laughs> well, I'm
0: sure there are others. Yeah, uh, we yeah. had one. Um Again, this. Oh shucks. This was going. um we were um, going down to uh, city hall. I was in the convoy, and one of the gnomes, did, they're because they're made out of styrofoam. It's we have to figure out how to keep them sturdy as well as um, you know making them look nice. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to make them supported. You know, with all these different like wide legs and it doesn't visually look well so unfortunately there's like a balance there and we had the one of the gnomes on the tree stump that um kind of shook loose in transport and um we lost them at the knees on the way out to city hall and it's like oh my gosh i don't have time to you know, stick him back on, repair it, paint it. So I ended up um, chiseling him off at the feet, and I just did a quick patch job. It's supposed to be standing on a tree trunk. So I repainted the rings, and we had two gnomes on the top of the tree trunk instead of three. And one of my coworker, um, recreation directors, he had done the touch-up paint on it at the warehouse. And when he took his family down, he's like, "You know, <laughs> I worked on that that gnome, but I swear there are three up there." And he looked, and it's like, "No, the the tree rings are on the top <laughs> of the tree stump." And then later on, he talked to me. He's like, "Oh yeah, it, it broke, and I repaired." He's like, "Oh, you did a good job because I couldn't tell." And I, he was questioning his his, his memory. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you might, you know what? That shows the, the the care that goes into this. I mean, people take pride in it. Oh yeah, and it,
0: uh, my personality is just so OCD. It's like it, things well, gotta look you. good before we thank get you it for out that there. OCD.
1: <laughs> so I mean, are, you're a sculptor. I mean, what is your your talent, your craft, your ah? Uh, uh, your... it, it wasn't
0: sculpting. It's just oh. um, I did major in art at UH. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do out of high school, and um, I always liked art and working with my hands and stuff. So um, when I Graduated, I got a part-time job with... Uh, I had met Mike Smith um, when I was in college working the... I was working the Summer Fund program as a, a group leader. And I happened to meet him through one of our um, events. And he we started talking, and he's like, oh, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm an art major. And he, he said, oh, here's my card. Um, if you're looking for work when you graduate, because I was going to graduate that fall... Um, he said, yeah, give me a call. He, he didn't know anything about me except what we talked about. Uh, but he was short-staffed. He needed help. And um, when I graduated, it's like, hmm, what am I going to do? I don't know. You know, it's, it's a art. De- it wasn't even a fine arts degree or commercial art. It was just an art degree with focus in um, three areas up to the 300 level and some art history. And th- that was it. It was like basically a liberal arts degree focusing in art. So I had no clue what I was going to do with that. But I needed a job. I called up Mike. He interviewed me, hired me. And that's how I found out about City Lights. I had no clue. I graduated in the fall of 90. I started work, working with him in 1991. Wow. And when he took me over to the warehouse, this is back at Campbell Industrial Park um, back in 1991. It's like, Wow this is cool I, and I even back then I loved working with my hands I'm a process person I like to you know see the development of something from you know a block of styrofoam into you know a whole sculpture and I, I you know young eager to learn and I, I really love the process and everything and
1: yeah, it just kind of evolved ride. from there. Yeah. What a yeah. great ride! Thirty years, thirty-one years later, you're still here. Yeah, yeah. yeah training the next, uh, the next team to take care of, of Santa and, and Tutumele. I, I, I want to ask one more question because I do. Uh, I did some research, and I know that <laughs> so so Shaka Santa and Tutumele, usually the first, if you will, to 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 make it out to Honolulu. Yes. Hale. It's a symbol of the holidays are here. But really, it's not really a symbol, right? It, it's There's some strategy behind that. That's not by design. <laughs> we, we
0: want Santa and Mrs. Claus to go out first because if anything happens, we have time to repair it. <laughs> and I can tell you another story. Yes, please. And this happened recently, I'd say within the maybe past four years, maybe. Um We take the certain route all the time. We used it for years. And um, we come up Alakea Street, uh, Mauka. We turn right onto King Street. Turn left on um, Alakea. Not Alakea, I'm sorry. Uh, Alapai. Alapai. Yeah. And then left on Baratania. And we come down Punchbowl. We take a street usage permit. We come down the wrong way, so we're against the curb to where the crane can pick them up and... uh, put them on the fountain. And I don't know, you might have heard about this episode, but um, the truck took the turn, same route as 20-something years prior. Um, Apparently, trees grow. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, um, the weight of the tree brings it lower. Santa's toe caught the tree and snapped off at his, maybe right below his knee and fell down. Again, this is why we planned for the very first day. Um, it, the staff picked up his broken foot, and um, you know somebody reported to me, "Hey, Alex, the Santa's tree, uh, Santa's foot hit the tree." I was like, "Oh my gosh, is it bad?" And they come walking up with the broken foot. It's like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I think there's uh, news footage of me carrying it somewhere, but like oh shucks but you know um we gathered the park staff uh we worked with the carpenters of the facility maintenance department they're saying like hey we got to get this fixed what do you need It's like okay i can't hold it up i think i can do the repairs on site so they um they fabricated a brace to hold the foot up in place to where i could move it do the gluing put it back uh once the glue dries then it's like Okay, now I can make it cosmetically look good. I think I would re- finish that repair within a 24-hour time awesome. period.
1: So <laughs> it's there's there's strategy. There's oh, reason yeah, why that yeah. happens. You know, I always think about. Um, I, th- I think about what it takes f- to get both of them to Honolulu Hale in the Civic Grounds, and then I always think about when I was younger at Ala Moana Center. Mm-hmm. You know, the big Santa yes, and how yes. um, they they bring it out, and then they put it together. And I know that they'd like to do that as fast as possible because usually Santa comes out in pieces, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the head on its own. And as a child, you you just don't want to see that, right? (laughs) That's the last thing you want to see. And I imagine that you folks are very understanding of of what that means to a child uh, when it comes to even your own sculptures. Yeah, we
0: we are aware of that. Unfortunately, the Snow family um the original sculptor kurt nelson he made it so tall that um the way we have it mounted and every we can't lie them down so mr and mrs snowman come the heads come separate from the bodies <laughs> but you know my, my rationale is there's no people we didn't put them together yet right right
1: perfect <laughs> yeah yeah you can always do that and- And it'll come to fruition and at the end of the day, make people smile. Alex, thank you for stopping by, first of all, and sharing these stories. And I I hope we can add some photos to this podcast episode because people love to see the history and um, all of the good and funny things that have happened through the years. But I want to also thank you for picking up, you know, taking the baton from Mike and, and the team and Owen and making people smile for so many years.
0: Oh, glad to do it. It and is just... It's been a pleasure working on this project for yeah. so long.
1: You cannot retire? Uh
0: well... Not yet. But uh, you got
1: to... I mean, are you grooming the next? Uh, no,
0: actually. Um, through some developments in our department, uh, the position that actually did it um, is not open to fill at this point. So um, the supervisor over that position is doing the best she can to at least get everything out there and provide the coordination and stuff. But, yeah, the the position is vacant right now. Oof. And oh, I, I actually am retiring at the end of this year. Are you serious? Yes.
1: <laughs> wow. That's going to be a big void. Well, congratulations on retirement at the age of 35. But... <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll I'll do all, no, not joking. Thank you for making people smile for so many years. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you, I mean, the behind the scenes folks seldom get recognition. I don't, I don't need it. It's, yeah, I know. But you know, that's the kind of people that, that make the city work. It's, it's a, it's an army filled with people who don't look for recognition every day. Yeah. And uh, we thank, we thank them for their good work. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. You're very (laughs) humble. Alex Ching. Uh, the uh, sculptor and also uh, surgeon and <laughs> all of the things doctor put together, making Shaka Sana and Tutu Mele happen every year, and they'll be at Honolulu Hale once again. Mahalo nui for joining us, folks. Join us next week. Another episode of What School You Went. Until then, aloha. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimonic Garnier. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.